you should not be hearing this from me. All the faithful cardinals and bishops of the church need to stand up and say enough. Enough to the destruction of the teaching of the church coming from Pope Francis. But because that unified voice of the faithful shepherds is silent, faithful fathers must stand up to defend the faith of their children against the onslaught of the devil and his accomplices in this world, including those false shepherds who seek to devour the sheep. For those of you who may not have heard, Pope Francis has sent homosexuality-promoting priest Father James Martin a personal handwritten letter this week to encourage Martin in his ministry to so-called LGBT Catholics. We're going to unpack this on this special episode of the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross, praying especially for the conversion of Pope Francis. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It is not love to allow your children to rampantly misbehave without correcting them. You know, speaking as a father of eight children, I will admit that it's often easier to turn the other way and purposefully fail to notice misbehavior. But out of love, parents must correct and discipline their children. So too in the church, especially her shepherds, the fathers of souls must feed the flock, must teach the truths, however difficult and politically incorrect, because that is true love. Silence on the hard truths of homosexuality was specifically warned against by the Vatican. The man who became Pope Benedict XVI, while he headed up the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, made a public statement directed to the bishops of the Catholic Church, saying that silence about the Church's teachings regarding the spiritual harm of homosexual acts presents a false charity, which is, in his words, neither caring nor pastoral. It was a 1986 CDF document entitled Letter to the Bishops of the Catholic Church on the Pastoral Care of Homosexual Persons. The document emphasized the necessity of, and I quote, clearly stating that homosexual activity is immoral, end quote. The instruction to the bishops of the world on homosexuality signed by then Cardinal Ratzinger, who of course later became Pope Benedict, added these words, quote, but we wish to make it clear that departure from the church's teaching or silence about it in an effort to provide pastoral care is neither caring nor pastoral. It continued, only what is true can ultimately be pastoral. The neglect of the church's position prevents homosexual men and women from receiving the care that they need and deserve, end quote. And that is exactly what Father James Martin is doing in encouraging the church to bless same-sex unions. He is not being loving, not being pastoral, and in supporting his attack on the faith, Pope Francis, too, is harming the faithful, especially those who suffer from same-sex attraction. At LifeSite, we have followed the career of Father Martin promoting homosexuality for over a decade. Please go check it out at LifeSiteNews.com. But... We were warned right from the beginning of the church that this time would come. St. Paul warned in 
2 Timothy 4, when he said, and I quote, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. But St. Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, strictly directed all bishops, he was writing Bishop Timothy at the time, to fulfill the ministry of evangelizing. Nevertheless, he said, and I quote, and this is in the scriptures, I charge thee before God and Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead by his coming and his kingdom, preach the word, be insistent in season and out of season, reprove, entreat, rebuke in all patience and doctrine, end quote. So let's look at the example, for instance, of Pope Benedict XVI and the Vatican under him and at the time of Pope St. John Paul II. In 2005, Cardinal Alfonso Lopez Trujillo, who was at the time president of the Pontifical Council for the Family, gave one of the strongest statements defending the traditional family ever voiced in the Church. Cardinal Trujillo said, Parliaments which, quote, open the way for same-sex marriage, destroy piece by piece the institution of the family, the most valuable heritage of peoples and humanity, end quote. He called homosexual marriage, and I quote, a crime which represents the destruction of the world, end quote. And speaking of adoption of children by homosexual couples, Cardinal Trujillo said, and I quote, this would destroy the child's future, it would be an act of moral violence against the child, end quote. With those strong words, he awoke many to the dangers of the worldwide assault on the family. Importantly, the cardinal explained that it was out of love that the church was pointing out these dangers. Love not only for society at large, but also for homosexuals themselves. He said, and I quote, As I have said many times, homosexual peoples must be respected, loved, and assisted. We must help them overcome this situation if they seriously want to, and help them realize that there is not only life on earth, there is another life. It is false to say that the church does not love these people. She loves them and wants to lead them to eternal salvation. End quote. In an address to the Roman Curia on December 22, 2008, Pope Benedict XVI capitalized on the popular ecology trend, calling for a human ecology. He said, respecting the Creator's natural order of relationships between man and woman would be a human ecology. In language very similar to that of Cardinal Trujillo, Pope Benedict XVI, the Holy Father, at the time said, the Church must, quote, protect man from his own self-destruction, end quote. The Pope added, and I quote again, if the Church speaks of the nature of the human being as man and woman, and demands that this order of creation be respected, this is not some antiquated metaphysics. What is involved here is faith in the Creator and a readiness to listen to the language of creation. To disregard this would be the self-destruction of man himself, and hence the destruction of God's own work. End quote. The Pope did not speak on the subject to be popular, not because he had some vendetta against gays, as, as was said at the time. He was preaching caritas and veritate, speaking the truth out of love. Love for God and his truth, love for mankind as a whole, but specifically love for his fellow human beings who are hurting themselves 
with destructive sexual lifestyles. But for this remark, he was castigated in the mainstream press, in thousands of news articles and talk shows around the world, from Bulgaria to India, Pope Benedict was bashed for daring to say that we should care as much for mankind as the tropical rainforests, that the harm caused by going against the Creator's plan for human sexuality is destructive and hurtful. The homosexual press had the most outrageous headlines on the topic. A pink news headline at the time in the UK, it read, quote, Pope Benedict learned nothing from his time in the Hitler youth, end quote. And Pope Benedict's latest outburst justifies homophobic bullying and attacks, they said. But the coverage in the mainstream media, it was hardly less offensive. A San Francisco Chronicle headline read, quote, Pope Benedict at Christmas, colon, preaching bigotry disguised as compassion. So what you might ask might come of the approach of Father James Martin and Pope Francis and the betraying of the truth of Christ in the difficult matters of these. Well, of course, what comes is the praise of the world, kudos from high-ranking politicians and world leaders, the appreciation and company of the glitterati, the adulation of the media. They're stars. They're loved by the world. They're welcomed into the halls of power and of fame. But it's love that compels a parent to remove a child from a dangerous situation, even when that child is complaining about his parents being mean for depriving him of his fun. But it would not be love at all to allow your little child to harm himself by engaging in dangerous activities. It's not easy to speak against homosexuality today. It doesn't make you popular. It may cost you your friends, reputation, even your job, as it has for some people already. But our bodies were not designed for same-sex sexual behavior, and our anatomy itself gives that testimony. The negative mental and physical health consequences that flow from homosexual sex acts are many, and the medical evidence pointing to them is readily available on LifeSiteNews.com. But even if you question the science, at least listen to the homosexual activists themselves describe the many woes experienced by practicing homosexuals. On February, 27, uh, on February 17th in 2009, Canada's largest homosexual paper called Extra reported on a group of homosexual activists who were demanding Canada's healthcare system pay more attention to the gay community. Jens Helquist was the executive director of the Canadian Rainbow Health Coalition, a leading homosexual activist group. He explained at length his concerns about the health status of homosexual men and women in Canada. He said, and I quote, We have one of the poorest health statuses in this country. Health issues affecting queer Canadians include lower life expectancy than the average Canadian, suicide, higher rates of substance abuse, depression, inadequate access to care, and HIV AIDS. He added, and I quote again, there are all kinds of health issues that are endemic to our community. We have higher rates of anal cancer in the gay male community. Lesbians have higher rates of breast cancer. The reality is there is, he said, more GLBT people in this country who die of suicide each year than die from AIDS. There are more who die early deaths from substance abuse than die of HIV AIDS. And he concluded saying, now that we can get married, everyone assumes that we don't have any issues anymore. A lot of the deaths that occur in our community are hidden. We don't see them. Those of us who are on the, working on the front lines see them. And I'm tired of watching my community die. End quote. Even beyond 
the heart-wrenching physical and psychological damage the homosexual lifestyle causes, there are also the spiritual costs which can be eternal. So if you believe in the eternal consequences for sexual sin, you cannot stay silent. To do so would in fact be a true act of hate. You know, even a committed atheist can see that. Penn Jillette of the famous Christian bashing show Penn and Teller said these words back in 2008, and I quote, If you believe that there's a heaven and hell, and that people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life or whatever, and you think it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward? How much do you have to hate somebody not to proselytize? How much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that? End quote. So, do we love people inclined to homosexual sex enough to tell them that it's bad for them, even though telling them that is socially awkward. Therefore, I beg you, good priests and bishops, to speak out with conviction and love the truths of Christ, especially in these hard areas of human sexuality, even if that means publicly correcting Pope Francis. You will be criticized for it, but you must trust that God will see to it that the truth is well-received. Love demands it, and the future of Christianity depends on it. Well, you might ask, oh, how can I say that the future of Christianity depends on it, since we know that Christ will be with his church until the end of time? Well, it's because in this battle of homosexuality, a time of persecution of the church is near at hand, and indeed, in many parts, it's already arrived. It's not my estimation. In fact, Pope Benedict XVI he said this already a long time ago in an address given only 18 days prior to his election to the pontificate and one day prior to the death of Pope John Paul II. Then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger said, and I quote, Very soon it will not be possible to state that homosexuality, as the Catholic Church teaches, is an objective disorder in the structuring of human existence, end quote. Yes, the time may be coming shortly, when we are forbidden to state the basic truths of the church, will we then have the courage to proclaim Christ's truth when the possibility of losing our freedom or perhaps even shedding our blood is there? If we choose silence now because of cultural pressures, the loss of human respect and political calculations, how can we imagine that when the penalties are increased to include imprisonment and possibly even torment and death, we will dare to speak the truth of Christ. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we are communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers, are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. 
We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.